Hello, and this is Mrs. Paranormal. It is 11.24 Wisconsin time. Also known as Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural. It's Sunday. Did I mention that? Maybe I did. I don't know. I'm home, so yeah. I ran out of time to go find a place to park to do the podcast, so I'm back home today. Hope everybody's doing well and you had a great work, vacation, retirement, retirement, whatever the hell it is you're doing. Hope you had a good one and you're enjoying it. Uh, thank you all you new listeners because I do my numbers did go up a little bit on Spotify. Now I have 1,070 followers. So thank you, you guys. Last I checked, it was 1,068. So yay! I'm doing something right. Woo-hoo. I'm doing the jam. Doing dance. I'm doing dance. You can't see it, but I'm doing dance. Anyways, uh, how was everybody's fourth? I know I went on the last podcast, but I'm asking again. Hope everybody had a great fourth. You had a great week. A little humid out here, a little hot now and then. You know, it's summertime and all that. There are some thunderheads, though. I could see them way north. I don't know if they're going to turn in anything, but that would be awesome if they did. Uh, house has been qu- very quiet. Uh, no cases. That's all right. I'm cool with that. Hey, if you guys want to, you can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w at gmail.com. Or Wisconsin Investigators of the Supernatural on Facebook. You can IM me. I apologize. I keep... I get sidetracked so freaking quick, you guys. I'm on there like, oh, I should post something on Facebook. And then all of a sudden, boom. Squirrel. I get sidetracked. Something. Cat- I don't know. Oh, excuse me. I don't know. I don't know. It's not. It's just an excuse, right? So, well, the second attempt doing the podcast. The first one I was going to do on um, strange finds and garage sales. But... Yeah, I didn't really care for it because everybody knows, and all you new listeners, this is not a typical podcast. There is no scripting, no notes. As I've said before, no posting notes anywhere. No, oh my God, what am I going to do today? I got to make sure I read my notes. I got to, mm-mm, mm-mm, no scripting at all. I would like to have a guest on now and then, but one, I don't really know how to do that. And two, the people I want to have on guests are so effing busy in their life. It's like, yeah, good luck. I think there's a way to add a guest on here. I've just never, because they advertise, hey, I have a guest speaker. I have a guest. Sorry, guys. I have my dunk and I swear. <laughs> I swear. Um, but yeah, someday I'll get a, a guest on here. I don't plan to stop this podcast because, hey, I have a good time doing it. And I love looking at my phone talking to nobody. My phone. Well, I'm talking to you guys, but you know what I mean, right? I told my one friend, I, I told her, I said, you know, you could do a podcast. She goes, no, I'm too shy. I'm like, oh, that's okay. I understand. I mean, the first time I did this podcast, you guys, I was at home. And I was like, should I do this? Because, you know, I don't always investigate as much anymore, but I still like to read stories about investigations and monsters and creepy things. And you guys know, right? You know all about that. Um, But I'm like, but I don't really get out. No, that's, that's up to me, right? Right. So I'm like, I wonder if I could do a podcast. So I did research and it was on Anchor and it's free. It's fucking free. Yeah, you, if you get, I think, enough followers, you can. They'll send you, like, ads. And you can make a little money, but nothing to quit your full-time job. Nothing to quit your part-time job. Nothing like that, you guys, at all. But it's like volunteer work. <laughs> Volunteering about 30 minutes to do the podcast, but sometimes it takes an hour or two because I screw up and I'll start over. Or it gets decided, whatever. Anyways, stop the tangents was so nervous the first time I hit record I was kind of like shaking I'm like why am I so nervous why am I so nervous and now look at me three years later four years five I don't know I don't remember when I started to be honest with you um all you new listeners I did have some 
recordings from, I don't know, what was that, 2018? I don't know. And I accidentally deleted them, so there were more, there was more podcasts, there were more episodes back then. So I accidentally deleted those. (laughs) I won't do that anymore. Don't push the button. So, anyways, if you guys really do a podcast, you can. Take, you could be anywhere you want. Anywhere. You don't have to have a full-on freaking studio. You don't have to have a boom mic. You don't have to have a head- headsets on. Nothing. It's totally, it's totally portable. And I'm not doing this as an ad. I'm just letting you guys know. If you like this, if you want to do something like this, give it a try. And do not freak out if you don't get a lot of followers. It's not, I'm not, it's awesome to see my numbers are growing. But I don't really, I mean, I love it. It's like, holy shit, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> um, yeah. So pick up your phone. You can go to, I don't know if you have to go through Anchor anymore, you guys, or just Spotify. I don't remember. I'm sorry. Because they changed it. And you just hit record. And you can stop it. You can edit it, which I don't know how to do, so don't ask me. You can edit your thing and you can put in music and I think all that shit. That's too much. I like simple push and play. That's where I grew up. Push and play. Get the recorder. Push and play. Remember when you had to do, um, oh, play. You had to push play. Remember those recorders, you guys? Because I know you're around my age bracket. Because I remember seeing on the, my um, stats, it was like ages 45 to 50 something. So do you remember having those, oh, was it realistic? Was that the name of it? The recorder where you had to push play and record at the same time. And you had to get your fingers to reach. To, and, then, and then the play would work, but you didn't hit the record button right. It's like, God damn it, stop. And that is when we used to make... <laughs> You remember making uh, <laughs> a playlist for you and you're listening to the radio. It's like, oh my God, this is my song. You get it, you record, you wish play and record. Ah! And then you had to stop before the, before the, uh, disc jockey. Yeah. DJ would get on, start talking. Oh my God. <laughs> or you make a, a playlist for your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your friend. And oh my God, this is so us. And oh God. Yeah. I did have one of those recorders, you guys. Uh, I think it was from Radio Shack. <laughs> yeah. I Was it realistic or idealistic? Something like that. I could see it in my head, but I can't make it out. Uh, I came across it in my basement. My basement was a fucking disaster. And I swear to God, I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. And I put it off to the side, but I don't know what side because now I can't find it. <laughs> I know I didn't throw it away. I know I didn't. And I remember looking in the battery case. It was in good shape. Yeah. And you had the little external mic with the plug. That tiny little microphone. Remember that? Ah, yes, yes. The good old days, huh? And no, I'm not old enough to have 8-track, but my sisters had 8-track players in their vehicles. And you had to put the little paper on the 8-track to push it down to make sure it plays. Otherwise, you'd skip or something. Remember those? All right, guys. (laughs) Anyways, I was going to try and do the podcast regarding garage shells, but honestly, they fell really flat. I'm like, these are lame. Fucking lame. So I'm like, nah. So then my second attempt right now doing the podcast, I'm looking at, if you guys know me, I love, I'm fascinated with the whole mirror theory. I am fascinated with the tunnels. I am fascinated with closets. Why are the monsters always in the closet? Why? Why are they in the attics? Why are in the basement? Well, those two from Epic, Eric, Epic, Epic Paranormal, he came up with a theory. I think either him or Sean, whatever, or the paranormal community came up with a theory that the reason why spirits hang out in, their, in your attic, which I don't have one, with the basement I do, is because it's quiet. And there's very, very, 
barely any activity down there. So when the humans go down there or up there, they flip out and they hide like, hey, man, you're in my space. What the hell? That is the theory that the paranormal people, as I, have. It's quiet. Again, they're calm. It's calm down there. They can do whatever they want. It's usually pretty dark in basements unless, like I said, it's a refinished basement. Then it's just like having a living room. Uh, So that's the theory on that. The whole mirror thing (laughs) just fascinates me to this day. I've been fascinated with mirrors. No, I'm not being conceited. Oh, my God. Like, whatever. No, um, because you know spirits and the whole thing, right? Yeah, you got it. Uh, Anyways, mirrors, basements, closets, um, tunnels. It just, I don't know, it just fascinates the fuck out of me. I don't know why. I just, speaking of that, I pulled, found my old, my DVD player, not DVD player, my CD of Disturbia. That was a phenomenal fucking movie. I've seen it, I don't know, probably 10 times. Are you tired of me babbling? <laughs> 10 minutes in almost. All right, let's pull up some of the stories I found. One is on plumbers, which I may read. I don't know. The other one was tunnels and they look pretty good. So I just, I swear, I just read the first couple sentences. I swear I don't proofread it. Proofread I don't proofread any of this. There's no scripting. Nothing. I just go here, and I go here, and I go there, and they got all those stupid freaking ads. I hate this. So I have to do reader, right? And this is on Ranker, which is, I know, a popular one for people to share their stories. I didn't see how many stories there are, so hopefully there's enough. Uh, actually, wait a minute. That's not the one I wanted. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Sorry, 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 sorry. Just doing to make sure this is the that's. Well, we'll see how this goes. The lineup, which I've gone to before for cases. Uh, cases. <sighs> ghost stories. 22 terrifying true ghost stories and strange encounters. If I've read these, I apologize. Usually, as I read them, I can remember. Oh, hey, I've read that before. This was posted in... Usually, they put the year they post these. Then there's no, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. This is the one that they, I don't, sometimes I don't like the way they, they post a story because the way they word it just, it confuses me. So they'll say like, reader use it, blah, 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 blah. Has an eerie story about sharing their home with a dead former tenant. While they and their family were in the process of purchasing the house, the renter at the time passed away suddenly in the house of natural causes in his mid forties. So. Again, I'm home, you guys. I apologize if I didn't say that before. So I apologize if you hear cars. I got stuff to do this afternoon. So I just want to come home and chill before I go out and play with the horses. Soon after the new family moved in, uh, Patience Pending was the name of the reader, the guy. Two-year-old daughter began to talk about a ghost in the house. Given that she was two years old, um, the homeowner assumed that she was just, uh, was it? Impressionable? Hmm. That she was just impressionable. There. Halloween had recently passed and she had she had a Halloween book here we go that she enjoyed looking through the daughter's reports of seeing a ghost continued although she never appeared to be scared of the man she claimed to see so it's a man aha the homeowner we'll just call him the, the parents okay let's say the parents didn't know how to feel about it so about the so-called ghost but just in case they told the ghost several times that she, he was welcome to stay in the house or leave whichever would make him happier One morning, while the parents and their daughter were leaving for her school, she said that it was the man's birthday. And they, did I read this before? And they needed to sing happy birthday to him. As a two-year-old, she's generally obsessed with birthdays. 
the parents didn't think too much of it, but joined her daughter in simply singing happy birthday to the home, home's, home's former tenant. That evening, the parents looked up the obituary of the man who might have been haunting their home, and of course, it was his birthday. Oh, that's sweet. I don't think I've read that one before. It doesn't sound familiar. All right, let's call Peaches. Was the occasional babysitter for of a two-year-old boy that had been warned that the boy would sometimes seem to hold conversations with his grandma, who had passed away before the boy was born. Given that, they were prepared to expect a few creepy things during the evenings, but this went above and beyond. I don't know if I read this up. I apologize. I'll keep reading. If it hits a bell, then I'll stop. Hits a bell? Rings a bell. Good Lord. Get the bats out. That night, the boy pointed to an empty wall and said, say, Grandpa! Then he gripped the chair he was sitting in and began to chatter his teeth uncontrollably. Understandably freaked out, um, the babysitter decided to put the boy to bed. On the way to his upstairs bedroom, they realized that the front door was, for some reason, unlocked. They locked it, jiggled the door to confirm that it had locked. Then went upstairs to tuck the boy in. Twenty minutes later, once the kid was asleep, they're calling him a boy, now they're calling him a kid, whatever. They went back downstairs and saw the front door was inexplicably unlocked again. I think I've read this. They checked the house for an intruder but found no one. What if they did? What the hell? What would you do? Right? Hide behind the couch? I don't know. They checked the house for an intruder but no one was found and spent the rest of the night waiting on the edge of terror for the parents to arrive home. Needless to say, they thought twice before agreeing to sit for that family again. That sounds kind of familiar. Um, sorry, I just saw something, a keyword I didn't like reading. I just want to make sure it ends okay. Uh, that's a weird one. I won't read that one. Um, so, Tucker was helping his three-year-old son take a bath one evening when his son asked, Why does Grandma call, wait, why does Grandma call Mommy something, 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 something? And they, they bleeped it out, so I have no idea it was. It's a private nickname, apparently. Now, Tucker's deceased mother-in-law had called her daughter. Well, the fuck? What? Okay, so apparently, the mother-in-law had called the daughter a specific nickname, but they don't share here, so sorry. Whatever. The grandma had passed away when the son was only four months old, making it highly unlikely that the son would be able to, re to remember that name. When they asked where their son heard that name, he replied, the farmer told me and explained that the farmer was his friend at the time. They lived in 1930s house in Pasadena. The next week, Tucker witnessed his son engaging in a long conversation with the invisible farmer. At that point, he and his wife became unsettled by their son's new friend, especially when the son revealed that the farmer would often walk out of the room when his parents entered. This doesn't sound familiar to me, you guys. Eventually, the middle, in the middle of the night, they heard the son say, Grandma's, what? Let me back up, sorry. Eventually, in the middle of the night, they heard the son say, Grandma, say you and I can't be friends anymore? Oh, Grandma says you and I can't be friends anymore. <laughs> uh, when questioned, he revealed that his grandma said not to play with the farmer ever again. Since then, the farmer hasn't made another appearance. Why? Why can't he play with him? Hmm? Why? But Why? The man in the top hat, which we all know the top hat. I have my own stories of the top hat man. I'm sure you guys do too. Again, it's P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I gmail.com. Wisconsin investigators of the supernatural. When reader yellow, when reader blah blah, blah 
and their brother were young, they lived in an old house and witnessed something unexplainable. An unfamiliar man in the top hat walked into the living room. Decades later, so-and-so shared this story with their daughter when asked if they believe in ghosts. Minutes later, the phone, the phone dinged, not ringed, dinged. It was their brother who wrote, I was just talking to... <sighs> to partner about a paranormal stuff. Do you remember that guy in the top hat? Okay, coincident. Five haunted house books that will make you think twice about moving. It's a book. I don't want to read the book. I want to know the story. Okay, let's calm cool man. Has a story that is sure to keep you awake nights. When they were 10 or 11, they stayed up late and were struggling to fall asleep. When they heard a sobbing noise, they turned around to see a seven or eight foot tall woman with matted hair and ragged clothes sobbing in the far end of the room. Eventually, the terrifying woman made eye contact before turning around and walking through the wall. Huh. That's that. Seven or eight foot tall woman. Good God. Amazon. Uh, what is this here? Is that the same guy? Nope. Another one. Another Tucker. A picture's worth a thousand words. When Tucker was six or seven, they were attempting to sleep on their grandmother's couch when they suddenly heard whispering. I think I've read this one. Where the grandpa was annoyed. Okay. So I'm whispering. They turned around to see that a picture of their aunt was talking to them. The aunt's picture was so-and-so. Uh, we're asked to get grandpa. And that's when the house is on fire or something. Oh. That's when three people were outside trying to steal the car. That's a different one. Okay. It's this one. All right, so reader Jenky shared the tale of his four younger cousins born after the grandpa passed. One morning as they came down for breakfast, they pointed to the picture of their grandpa and announced, that's him, and said, that's the picture in the photo. Wait, that, God damn it. And said, the man in the picture, the man pictured in the photo was the same who comes out to talk to us at night until we fall asleep. Hmm. Why are they showing pictures of tunnels? I don't get it. Okay, long story short, which is a short story anyways. So they see their grandpa. They keep him busy. They talk to him before they fall asleep. Okay, cool. And they saw a picture. Got it. Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, an anonymous reader who lived in Switzerland visited an abandoned World War II bunker with some friends. The door, the door to get into the bunker was locked, but there was a small peephole that they were able to look in. From that vantage point... They saw a strange light at the end of the corridor, behind which was a silhouette of a person, as if someone in the hallway was holding a flashlight and shining on them. Just then, they felt a huge slam door. They felt a huge slam on the door they were peeping through, as if someone was banging against it from inside. They ran. When they saw each other the next day at school, they convinced each other that some kids must have broken into the bunker somehow and played a prank on them. But when they went back later to investigate, their fears were confirmed. The door was indeed locked. Locked. There was no way anyone would have been able to get in. 20 years later, uh, when they returned to the same, same spot, they got chills. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Bunkers. Hmm. I'm telling you, I saw something about tunnels. God damn it, where'd it go? Where did it go? <laughs> That's just one story. It says... People share the scariest experiences they've had underground, but it's only one fucking story. Oh, there were skulls from some. There were skulls from small animals everywhere. 
So we're, we're, we're jumping tracks here. We're changing it up. I do electrical work for a living. I've been working in old Baltimore lately, and most of the buildings in Baltimore are connected to tunnels. So about a few months ago, I was working on a building putting lights in the tunnels. Well, one day on my lunch break, I decided to, to walk around the tunnels. I walked for about 20 minutes when I thought I heard a foreman call, call me down one of the halls. I assumed, he, I assumed he went to look around as well. So I started to walk down the hall and it started to get deeper and colder. I thought about turning around because I didn't want to get lost. But then I heard it again. So I went, heard what again? So I went a little deeper. Heard what again? <laughs> Eventually I hit a room about the size of a baseball court. Base, baseball court? Don't you mean basketball court? Baseball doesn't have a court. It's got to be basketball. It wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's basketball because in the a bas- <laughs> it's a new game, guys. Baseball courts <sighs> with the probably <laughs> with probably about twenty foot high ceilings. The ground was all sticky, ew. And every step I took sounded like I was undoing a heavy Velcro strap. Oh my god, there were skull. Sorry, there were skulls from small animals everywhere, in there. And they are placed in a big triangle, pointing to a very large dog-like skeleton. Oh, what the fuck! At this point, I was free- <laughs> I was freezing and really scared. I started to smell a harsh, burning smell and heard what sounded like a big dog running on concrete. I could hear it getting louder and closer and, lo- and closer and louder. I started to run. Finally, after I felt like an hour of running at full sprint, I ran into a staircase with a big, heavy metal door at the end. I heard the noise like they were right around the corner. So, with all my might and adrenaline-filled strength, I ripped the door open and slammed it behind me. Then I heard a, f- then I heard a felt. I heard and felt a thud against the door. I, I turned around to see that I was standing under the docks by the Four Seasons at the Marriott. I called my boss and told him I got lost in the tunnels and needed to get picked up. Since that day, I refused to go down the tunnels anymore in Baltimore or go in the sub-basements in Baltimore. What the fuck, you guys? Oh, I was wondering, with the sticky, I wonder if he's like um, standing in blood for rituals. That's creepy as F. This is the end. All these stupid commercials on this. Oh, I hate that, you guys, when I'm on these on the ads popping up everywhere. Are you? All right. Okay, this is the end. Okay, so-and-so reader was playing in the woods and tripped over something solid. Found, found, it, as a, found it was a ceramic circle and realized it was an underground door. Now that would be cool. The next day, I come back with a crowbar to open it, and like hell, I'm going, <laughs> like in hell, I'm going unarmed. So I pulled it up, and it was a Cold War era personal bomb shelter. That failed? Question mark. There was a giant crack in the roof. The floor was covered with slime, but the worst, but that wasn't the worst, but that was the worst, but that was worse. As the walls were covered in writings. This is the end. We must die. Everyone is gone. Wow. Till I find the back wall and a giant red scroll, get the f out of my home. That's it. I'm out. That's it. I'm. I'm fucking out. I sprinted up the door and closed it. I don't want to know what the hell that was, but I come back the next day and it was burned out. I didn't set a fire intentionally, and I didn't smell smoke leave. That's weird. So he goes to visit it. I gotta plug in my phone. So he goes in there. Right, he finds his underground tunnel. Somebody's writing, get the hell out, or get the fuck out, because it's somebody's home. And then he goes back the next day and it's burned down, or burned out. 
I wonder if he contacted the police after that, too. It's very suspicious if you ask me. Very suspicious. All right, that's a good one. All right, these are good here, guys. Back up now. Not like an exclamation, but like quotations. A friend and I used to work at a university in the building, in a building um, that was large and located in the city. Uh, the street level floor is actually labeled as a fourth floor. The floors below had light from interior courtyards. The elevators and stairs all stopped. Sorry. I don't know. My phone keeps, I'm just sidetracking here. Uh, it's like I have my phone on and I'm plugging in, but all of a sudden it starts to dim the, the phone. I'm like, what? I can't read it now because it dimmed it and I don't even touch it. And I have the auto dim off. Where it's supposed to, you know, if it's too bright in the room, it, I have it turned off. Cause, oh, and then I lose my track. Damn it. The elevators and stairs all stop. Let's back up here. I'm sorry. God damn it. A friend and I used to work at a university in a building that was large and located in a city. The street level floor is actually labeled as the fourth floor. The floors below that had light from the interior courtyards. That made no, like, that made no sense to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> The elevators and stairs all stopped at one, but there was clearly level below that could be seen from one of the interior corridors. One day we slipped through the <laughs> why do we do this? <laughs> one day we slipped through the window into the basement. As we suspected, none of the equipment seemed to be in seemed to be in use anymore, but it was cool old stuff. As we were looking around, we found a stairway down. So down we went to another floor that seemed to hold supporters for giant Machines above, plus some large storage areas of coal. As we were looking around, we found what looked like a large tool shed standing in the middle of the floor. We didn't want to damage anything, but we were intensely curious. So, we managed to very carefully pry away the nail-down boards to see the top of the spiral staircase going down. What? At this point, we were five stories underground, and by design, nobody else knew that it was there. Sounds like a movie, right? We slipped through the hole in the wall and started to climb down a rickety old metal stairway. It was in the back, but my friend and but my friend in the lead immediately said, calmed, calmly said, back up now. In the shed, he explained that at the bottom of the stairs seemed to be completely rusted away. There was a hallway filled with water, and it wasn't clear how deep the water was, you know, in the hallway. It could have been a few inches or a few feet. I wanted to take a look, so I went down the stairs. Sure enough, as he describes it with two additional details. An old bell system hard hat floated upside down in the water below the staircase. After a few seconds, a, a wake in the water was heading towards me. A wake? Huh? Oh, like the ocean. At this point, it was up now. The wake could have been a wave caused by us moving around or a rat swimming in the water. But it wasn't exactly time when, right? It wasn't exact time we wanted to discover local wildlife. We waited at the top of the stairs for a few minutes just to see if anything appeared. But it all went silent and we decided the tunnel would remain unexplored. Wow. That's fucking intense, right? <laughs> oh, oh, these urban explorers, man. I tell you. They do this or this, so I have stories to read you guys. Okay, it feels like a body, but not a human. Well, that's good. My buddy and I spent many years crawling through sewer... Why? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Anyways, you're crawling through sewer pipes. 
light i don't know one day we're out in the woods me him and another friend we found some pipes sticking out of a hillside and agreed to explore it where the hell are they well we crawled down this thing a good 600 feet or so on our hands and knees at time sorry <laughs> at times it gets smaller and we're on our stomachs finally it comes to one of those big manhole rooms and we get the impression that we're under a house of course, we also know that in some places, manholes will exist in the middle of nowhere for future development. I didn't know that. Anyway, the room has three upper small pipes heading off into different directions, like slither on your stomach size. Oh my God. We chose one and marked our friend Z to go first. Oh, made our friend Z go first, sorry. We go down about, go down 300 feet and he shouts back that there's something in the way. He thinks it's the body of an animal? But since we're using weak headlamps, he can't tell. We coerced him to climb over it? Aw, he's freaking out saying shit is all over his clothes. He doesn't know what it is. Oh my god. I climb over this dark lump. Oh god. I climb over this dark lump of refuse. Feels like a body, but not human. Not even animal. Just alien. Smells bad. Smells horrible. I slide over the nasty shit, almost puking. My body, be my buddy behind me comes next. Same story. They have to go back that way. What the fuck are they thinking? <sighs> Sigh. <laughs> we keep going, asking ourselves why we even do this shit for the <laughs> in the first place. We crawl another few hundred feet. Z starts complaining about a horrible, god-awful stench ahead. We can't, for the life of us, get him to continue. He ends, oh, ends up getting sick. We start throwing the idea around of gas of some sort. He says there's something big up ahead. It looks like an honest-to-God human, maybe. We slid backwardly. Uh, we slide backward quickly until we get to the manhole room and we crawl out quickly. We get into the daylight, investigate the shit stuck to our clothes from the, you know, the, from sliding over that thing. It's dark, bloody dark. Refuse. They refuse. R e f u s e. Dark. Looks like fur. We agree that it was probably a trapped animal. We never went back again. Oh my god. Oh my god. Dude, can you guys imagine? Laying on your phone. Oh my god. No, 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 no. I can't. Mm -mm. Nope. God. Police pulled a corpse out. See, it goes the phone again. Anyway, sorry. As a teen, I was an urban explorer. These are good stories, you guys, I gotta say. There was an old ice plant near my house that burned... Uh, burned about 20 to 35 years prior. Anyways, it wasn't really underground, but it was so overgrown that it felt more like it was. I went climbing around and over over and under mangled concrete, mangled con concrete? rebar and graffiti for a while, and finally decided I was done. A couple days later, I heard about a, the police pulling out a corpse out from there. Pretty sure I walked right by and didn't even notice. Mm-mm-mm. Let me check the time. Okay, well, I'll save the other stories for the next podcast. My 30 minutes, like I try to keep it at, is ending, is coming to an end. And I have stuff to do in about an hour anyways. So, um, hey, you guys, thank you so much for taking about 30 minutes out of your day to listen to me. This podcast was kind of mm, up and down all over. I appreciate it so, so much. I will keep doing the podcast until I get burnt out, but I don't foresee that company happening because I always keep finding stories. I start one way, like one direction in my mind. Hey, let's go check out the, but then I find this and I go, Oh, that's good. Let's go that way. Duh. I don't know. 
you know, just the way. I love hearing stories about tunnels. These are my explorers. I'm marking that play page. I will definitely pick up next week. I don't know how many stories there are. There may be just one left. I don't know. Maybe two, maybe 12. But these people, <laughs> I never really got in. I, I never got into urban exploring because... I'm sorry, but if it says no to trespassing or, or something like that, I'm not going to do it, you know? I just, I just don't want to, I don't want to worry about the outcome. You know, if I trespass and I get caught and I go, oh, you know, I just, no, I don't know. So I'll leave it up to all these people out there uh, doing the urban exploring. I knew, I do know one guy. He does, I don't know how the hell he does it, you guys. But he gets into hospitals, asylums, he gets into old abandoned libraries, abandoned buildings and houses. And I'm like, I want to know, but I don't want to know. And he's always posting these pictures on Facebook, which I can't tell you who it is. But he's always putting them on Facebook. But, you know, it sounds mean, but it's getting kind of boring because he doesn't tell us anything. It's just like he just shows random, like he was in this church, old, old abandoned church, just shit everywhere. And it still had the beautiful stained glass, you know, up at the top there. It's absolutely beautiful, but no details. Nothing. And these goes in these homes that are like mansions that have been abandoned. And it's like, it's okay. It's getting kind of boring because you're not telling us much. He does a little bit of video. But I swear to God, I don't know how the fuck he gets in these places, you guys. It, it They're clearly boarded up and he's clearly trespassing. But I guess that's what it is being an urban explorer for some Right? Not all. I could never do it. I could never do it. But anyways, with that, you guys email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com if you have any paranormal questions or anything like that. I'll do my best to help you and answer your questions. I'm still a paranormal investigator. I've been doing it for quite a while. I think I know what I'm doing. Um, I'm not really into the new equipment that out that's out there. That um, oh, that REM, pa- REM pod rope. I don't... I have yet to see... Where I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. That I want. No. I like the REM pod. I like the K2 meters. Old school shit, you know. But, uh, yeah. Go ahead and email me and I'll answer your questions the best that I can. If you have any good stories you want to share with me, I can read them on the podcast. Of course, I'll try and do a better job than stumbling and fumbling. I will not put your name out there. If you do not want your name out there, just tell me. And in the email, put down podcast in the subject field so I know to open it. Okay? Wisconsin Pesquers of the Supernatural on Facebook. Twitter is Patty at capital W, capital I, capital S, supernatural. So, with that, you guys have a phenomenal work week, vacation, retirement, whatever the hell you're doing. I so, so appreciate this. And until next time, you guys, this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off. Hello, and this is Mrs. Paranormal. It is a Sunday morning, 10, 12 a.m. Wisconsin time. Hope everybody's doing well. You're having a great work week, vacation, retirement. Whatever the hell you're doing, I hope you had a great one. It's actually nice today. It's going to be in the 80s-ish. It's hazy. You can see some blue sky. I am at home today because I'm going to do something a little different on the podcast, which I don't think I've ever done. And I'll tell you in a, in a moment or two. Um, I just It just came to me. I'm like, hey, what if I do that something different? I know I don't have the video option and I'm totally cool with that because you guys when I'm on video my face totally looks like it's like falling off my face like like it's like dripping off my bones you know it's like my face is falling off my jawline it's like it's sorry about the cars in the background but literally that's why I don't like being on camera because it's like gravity is not kind to me right now well it never will be I suppose because I'm getting older right Mm -hmm. 
Duncan, can you tell? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's why I do not like to be on camera. I hate the way I look. As I suppose most people do, right? Well, some of y'all don't, but I, I just, yeah, don't like it. Enough of that. So, there's something different on the podcast, but I do have some stories that I stopped, I almost said yesterday, last Sunday, and I'm going to pick up for today. There's like, let's see, what was there? Hmm five or six more stories and then after that I'm gonna do something different on the podcast I've never done before so anyways you guys I hope that you're doing great and you're enjoying summer uh what's going on with me um not much the house has been very very quiet actually none of the ghost leds have gone off I don't know what's going on with them maybe they're resting because it's too warm who knows um what else? Uh, this week, this coming week, I'm going to the EAA here in Wisconsin, Oshkosh. It's Experimental Aircraft Airplane. I don't remember what it stands for, you guys. <laughs> I go every, every about every two years I go. So that's pretty cool. And the um, if you're in airplanes and all that, the Fighting Trojans are here in town at the local airport. So they just flew over in formation little bit ago and they are very loud because they were actually a warbird back in the day and they were used I believe as a spy plane if I remember correctly what I read so anyways that's coming up on Wednesday I'm really looking forward to it and I'm going to take video with my Canon that I got because it's a it's a camera but it's also a video camera so that'll be really fun to to do as far as paranormal it's been very quiet again I am totally cool with that Uh, I do know a lot of investigators that are basically new-ish to the field. Like, they've been in it maybe, I don't know, three, three, four years, and they're hitting every every haunted location you can go. They're doing the pay-to-play, which is totally cool if you can afford it. Hey, man, have a blast. But I know a lot of several, I'll just say several people that are doing that, and they're going all over the place. You know, was it, was it Indiana? Obviously, Illinois. Um, Iowa? Mm-hmm. And parts of Wisconsin, too. So... Yeah, good on them. I hope, you know, very cool. Very cool. It's kind of fun when you first get into investigating. Just like anything else you do in your life, you want to go, you know, balls to the wall crazy, right? You want to buy all the equipment. You want to go everywhere. You want to experience all of it, uh, which is cool. And I'm not saying I'm done with paranormal investigating. I'm not. I'm just not as active as I used to be. Just just because. But I'll still keep doing the podcast because I have a lot of experience still, a lot of memories, um, a lot of my own personal experiences. And I'm sure something will come up eventually, maybe next year. Who the hell knows? The only thing is I'm getting older, you guys, which is a total drag. I can't stop that, right? Mm. But you know how I always start out my year. Oh, I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to go up north in Wisconsin. I want to go here. Do I ever get it done? No, I don't. Mostly because... Well, to be honest with you guys, it's usually time and money. I don't have, like, a credit card that I have just sitting on the sideline that I can just hip, 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 swipe, 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 you know, scan, 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 capture, capture, capture. I can't. I don't. And I don't want one (laughs) because I would be doing that. And before you know, I'd be in fucking debt. So it's like, no. So a lot of times it has to be out of my own pocket, obviously, or paycheck kind of a deal. I get paid, you know, the same, same thing. But anyways, 
that's enough about me. You know you guys can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-g-mail.com. Wisconsin Peskers of the Supernatural. I know, I know. I haven't posted anything because I keep forgetting to. I've got really nothing new to post, to be honest. Meow. Do you hear that? Meow. All right, you guys. So I will bring up some of the stories. And I'll finish those out and we will do something totally different. I'm doing it for all of you guys. For all of you 1,071 listeners on Spotify, the original listeners from several years ago, is this several years ago already, to new, I'm doing something new for you guys today. So I hope you can connect to it and it will uh, get that light going in your head. Oh my God, that's totally true. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. On with the stories. Okay, yeah, it's still recording. Yay. All right, where to go? <laughs> Not the backtrack. It was that one where that person was uh, climbing through the tunnel and they felt something slimy and nasty. Ooh, that was just gross. Uh, sorry. All right, here we go. To be continued is to be continued is continuing today. I'll do my best not to stumble in when I read these stories, you guys, but I'm sorry. As I've said a thousand and one times, I do not pre-read these stories. I do not do any of that because why? You know? Why? <laughs> no, this is me. This is raw. This is what I do. If you don't like it, that that. If people don't like it, I totally get it. I'm right there with you. You know, I know I can get annoying when I stumble and fall, but shit. That's my podcast. I don't want to do any editing. It's just click and record, right? Here we go. Okay, so it starts off as each person got their shoulder bumped. Oh, shit. Hold on. Phone's freaking. Oh, you know what I was... What did I have issues with last year? Oh, you... Last year. How do I keep doing that? Last Sunday when I told you guys that my phone was acting really weird and it's getting really, really hot, like crazy hot, well... Come to find out, I had two upgrades for the uh, iPhone, iOS 16, and they had another. It's the uh, beta version of uh, iOS 17. It's it's there's some buggies. But I don't like betas, but I had honest you guys, I had no choice but I had to do it. So, literally glitches when you text people, it doesn't show and you have to back down, go back in, then it shows you the fields you could text, little things like that. Uh, so, anyways, long story short, mm-hmm, it's not overheating anymore. Isn't that crazy? I had to do the e- uh, US, iOS 16 update, which I thought I had, apparently not. And then I had to do the 17, and it doesn't overheat anymore. Crazy, right? There was even a message on my phone saying that it stopped charging because it's overheating. Isn't that crazy? I couldn't get past 85%. So, all is well. On with the story. <laughs> Each person got their shoulder bumped. Now, I'm going to read the first paragraph, make sure I didn't read it. Okay. I am an urban explorer, but nearly everything I've done was above ground. But there was an old farmhouse near me, which is now demolished, that I explored several times, including the basement. I'd say the times something, I'd say the times something unexplained happened were something like, like less than 5% of my expeditions. But I had several in this house. I had been, it had, I had been abandoned. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> it had been abandoned for the last 30 years and was in very poor shape. It used to be a big party spot for teens. Um, the basement had a bunch of usual laughable wannabes 
What? The basement had a bunch of the a bunch of the usual laughable wannabe satanic taggings across the wall in red paint and a religious message in black counterweight in the opposite uh, wall. The underground experience happened one night as three of a three or four of us were walking up the staircase out of the basement, which had solid walls on both sides. As we did, each person in turn, from top to bottom, got their shoulders bumped as though some as though a person were going down past us as we were going up. Hmm. Perhaps the spirit? Or perhaps the whole house was shifting because it's so freaking old. <laughs> the walls are tilting. Alright, sorry. It felt and sounded like there was someone standing just behind me. Now, many years ago, I worked as a technical assistant at a coal mining company. This is basically doing the grunt work of those with degrees, taking samples of things, doing data entry, driving the surveyors around, etc. One of my duties was to go in the underground mines and take coal, dirt, and air samples on the regu- on regular basis. Often, this would be a little away from the other workers. I hate... I'd hate going to one place because every time it felt like and sounded like there was someone standing just behind me to the left and whispering in my ear. Even when the nearest other person was 30 yards away or so, I could still feel it. Probably just acoustics, right? But shit, that scared the crap out of me. Number eight. I became... What? I became aware of a wet... Wet heat the fuck is wet heat what the hell is wet heat um i don't know what we'll find out there's an abandoned and bordered up world war ii fort in the southern part of belgium that we often sneak into with the scouts i don't know what the scouts are you guys getting in there requires scaling a sheer wall next to a relatively busy road so you're being so you have to be very quiet no light and cowering every time a car passes so they don't see you the moment you enter it it's like diving into water wait okay i'm just gonna read it it sounds weird but anyways the moment you enter it's like diving into water sound stops and the entire place is at a constant 14 degrees celsius okay so where are they belgium anyways the slight breeze passing through the tunnel is barely large enough to pass without turning my body sideways. The tunnel was just high enough to work up a decent gate while hunched over. Now, usually to me, a decent gate is like a horse, a gate like a trot. I don't know. If someone ahead of you blocks a passage for a moment, the breeze stops, and it feels like the entire tunnel network takes a breath. Because of the way the tunnels are constructed, they echo in such a way that you're own footsteps seem to be coming from behind you oh my god i hate that absolutely hate that they also seem to take one more step more than you do when you stop that's creepy of course we don't always we don't allow the guys and gals to take any source of light in there so it's pretty scary over what the hell so i'm in there posted to a side passage to ensure everyone takes the same path and doesn't get lost i go in first and before the climbers arrive they don't know there are friendly faces in there to help them. I'm there for, sorry, I'm in there for a while just waiting for the first to come by when I see a dancing light coming from down the long hallway. I quietly set on my back, I quietly set on my back in, back in nook and wait for whoever was smart enough to hide 
some matches to take them away. Okay, so he's waiting for them to pass so he can take the matches away. Right, right. The light quietly bobs closer when I realize there aren't any footsteps accompanying it. I poke my head around the corner just in time to see it disappear. I hear no footsteps still. I settle back and wait some more. When I realize I do hear some scuffling, very faint, breathing noises, but still very faint, I become aware of the wet heat coming from coming from in front of me with a faint smell of of a person's sweat dirt. Suddenly, I realize there's someone there. Shit. Shit. Right in front of me. Inches from my face. What the fuck, you guys? I got chills on that one. Ah. Oh, oh my god. That one's giving me freaking chills. I don't know. Ooh, boy. This one's effect. Ooh. Okay. The breathing stops suddenly. Whatever it is, it's aware of me as well. We're both holding our breath, both acutely aware of each other. It takes ages. I'm sitting there, unable to move, speak, or breathe properly. The wet heat passes, and some minutes later, I become aware of a faint light coming from my right side, which soon dissipates and leaves. Some time later still, I hear the familiar stomping of combat boots coming down the hallway from my left. I stop the person and tell them to keep following the passageway, and take the first right they come to, out of out of curiosity, ask, oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, yo, 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 yo. Out of curiosity, I ask who went in first. No one. He went in first. He was the first one to go in. <gasps> Shit. Mm, it was explained much later, the first guy got lost down the side patch, and the second girl passed him. She got nervous on the footsteps and removed her shoes. She saw me poke my head from the around the corner and dropped the match. She passed me very slowly, one of the later checkpoints, and she was crying her eyes out. Oh, my God. He shouldn't have even added that to the story. He should have just left it like, uh, yeah, there was no one there. Oh, my God. Gee, why would you take your shoes off in a fucking tunnel? Eek! With no lights? Oh, my God. The bugs? No. <laughs> Like Indiana Jones, you know, and all little... Ugh, yeah, no. No, no, no. All right, here we go. Gotta wait for the motorcycle to go by. Sorry, guys. Okay. I got... I quickly got up to follow him and find out why he was running. I was once alone in, at a Moorgate station in London. After, oh, I guess we're going to London here. After staying for a few after-work drinks with my buddy. It was around 10 p.m., so I left the pub walked to the station and found I had missed my previous train by about five minutes. Moorgate is an underground station, but there, but the overground trains depart and terminate there. Sorry. The train I needed to catch always departs from one of the two platforms that are in their individual tunnels adjacent to one another, but access accessible by foot and they are connected by paths that connect to the platforms every 15 feet or so. So, I sat on the bench right at the end. As I sat there, I saw some movement in the corner of my eye. So, I turned and stared to see just a regular guy dressed in dark clothing come through from the other platform passage about 10 meters from me and thought nothing of it. He went by the track, stared down, backed away, and ran back through the passage to the other platform. I thought to myself, that's weird, and quickly got up to follow him and find out why he was running and if he was okay. I was no more than five seconds behind him. I don't know if I want to keep reading this. Um, and the exit entry to the platform is right to the other end, which was a good 150 meters away or so. As I went through the passage to the other platform, I looked to see no one there. 
I went back to the other platform. Again, I was the only one there, apart from a woman who just reached the bottom of the escalator to the platform entrance right down to the other end. It was something I couldn't explain, and I was sure I couldn't recall any footsteps that made it even weirder. London is an old place and has a lot of history, so I'm not sure if it was an event that could an event that could have given reason to what I experienced, but it's all memory that will always stick with me. Okay, so, not that morbid, but I actually thought he was going to say the guy jumped in the track. You know, that kind of thing. That's interesting, though. A guy just freaking disappeared. All right, here we go. Uh, it was some kind of sealed-off research area. I currently attend a state university full-time. By the description, you might be able to figure out which one. Oh, I'm currently a senior living in a private housing downtown, but sophomore year. I lived in the university, only downtown, Quad. It was built in the 1920s and definitely looked it compared with the uptown campus and housing quads. I was in the basement lounge area grabbing my mail when I noticed a nearby door that wasn't usually open and nearby maintenance worker. I casually asked the guy what was down there. He said, don't know. We just store our materials on the stairs. My curiosity got the better of me, and I asked him if I could take a look to see what was all the way at the bottom of the flight of stairs. He said, I don't see why not. Just don't get hurt or anything down there, and I'll try to be back before my supervisor gets back in 15 minutes. Well, the guy should have definitely not have let me down there because he clearly hadn't seen it. There was this friable, oh, asbestos litter everywhere, particularly the decomposing ceiling tiles. I turned on my phone's flashlight to find that it was some kind of sealed off research area. The stairs led to a hallway that looked like it may have been hospital hospital at one time, but had since experienced some heavy water damage. There were approximately seven rooms on either side of the one-way glass panels in each, with some kind of 90s intercom panel to the right. Inside each room was heavily rusted bed frames, a sink, and a toilet. Hmm. All the way at the end of the hall was a series of file cabinets. I would have looked to see what they had contained, but figured it would have only been a cloud of black mold spores, so I decided against it. Well, that's bizarre. And a university, maybe it was like the original campus or the nurses section or something oh my god that's pretty cool i like that one. Oh boy there's more i thought it was done <laughs> there's no then smoke nope 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 not gonna do that <laughs> let me see what my time check is okay all right so we'll do a couple others that change of air pressure and temperature told us something so I've done a lot of things like this, and there's usually an explanation for anything that seems to go untoward. What the hell does untoward mean? I've never heard that word in my life. Untoward? Oh, okay, disuse, mental hospitals, train tunnels, sewers, abandoned stations, utility tunnels, military <laughs> installations, the lot. It's usually just your mind if you, uh, if you think something is weird. So I don't, untold? I don't know. Now one story that comes to my mind was being in a storm drain in London. Here we go in London again. That's okay. The storm drains are generally dry, but there must, there might be water elsewhere. The tunnels can stretch for miles at a time. Uh, we would always listen out for moving water and any chance of air pressure or temperature just to know whether, the, we, whether there was going to be any change in the water level or something dumped into the tunnel further up the line. 
I was in the sewer and there was a massive gust of wind. No idea what caused it, but the chap, ah, the chap, <laughs> it's so cute. The chap I was with looked at me and we both said, we both just said, we're leaving right now. We stomped up the tunnel and made our way out into dry night. Something in the change in the air pressure and temperature told us something, and I'm not sure what it was, but we both knew that leaving there was the right thing to do. I don't know what that means, but... Huh. Good lord, there's more. What the hell? I thought I was almost done. Well, I'm going to save those for the next podcast because now I got something else to work with. Which, I swear to God, I thought... Oh, whatever. Okay, you guys, so... I got to get comfortable so you hear me moving around. So what I'm going to do, and I'll do my best to sit the phone down and continue recording. Uh, I am going to do a three-card tarot pool, okay? The deck I'm using, I just got chills. I don't know why. The deck I'm using is called the Green Witch Tarot Companion. I love this this uh, tarot deck. It's by Anne M-O-U-R-A. I love this deck. Uh, I've done tarot pulls before so it's going to be past current and future i have the book because no i don't know these cards by heart uh a lot of times the cards will come up and they give you a long like description but then they also sum it up really fast so this is for you guys all right so i'm gonna set the phone down okay we're good all right so i'm gonna do three card pull you're gonna hear me shuffling um there's different ways to do a tarot poll. You know, it's funny, you guys, I was going to do this on TikTok. Thing. Oh, my God, that'd be so cool if I did these random tarot polls. Funny story. You know how many other people have that same goddamn shit? There's so many other people doing it. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not doing it. So many others. And Now, a card did just fall out of the deck, but I'll put her back because I saw it. So, I don't want to see these. So, I, I shuffle them like this. And then several, several times. Um... A lot of people do just a single pull for the day, Monday through Friday. Uh, some people love to do that. Some people don't recommend that. Don't live your life by the cards. It's just, the cards are just a, I, I don't, it, it could be a message, but you could take what you want from it. You could take that message and see it through. It's, it, it's not really even a guide, okay? It's just a, hey, this may be going on, or hey, this is what's been happening. Hey, kind of thing, okay? So, and then what I do is I cut the deck in half, and I do it again, and I do it again, and I do it again. I don't tap the deck or anything like that, and uh, we'll see how this goes. So I'm going to split it in half here. I know, no video. I don't think I have enough listeners for a video, which is like, I'm fine. I don't look good on camera. My face looks like it's falling off, so. All right, so we're going to do past, three-card pull, current, in future okay three cards so first one i pull is the high priestess so this is the hard part guys is trying to find the book because <laughs> um high priestess let's see i think i just saw it gotta be patient with me here guys sorry i don't so major arcana Okay, this is the Major Arcana, and what it is, it's a picture of, it looks like a wizard. Okay, he's got um, almost like Stonehenge behind him. He has a bird above him. He's got some flowers below him, and he has a, like, a, a bowl, almost like a, a singing bowl. You know those bowls? Okay. 
Again, this is very, it gives a very long description, but I will sum it up very quickly. And I'll give you the description of the card, so if I read fast, I apologize. The high priestess of the community wears the circle of a solar disc as he stands within the stone circle and conducts the ritual of drawing solar energy and the power of the god into a basin of water. He directs energy through the uh, ethamine, that's, the, that's usually a knife, yeah, because um, I have one of those, in one hand and create holy water while he raises the other hand in blessing. Crystals are pointed outward surrounding the basin, radiating solar energy and cleansing the sacred space and blessing the community beyond. Okay? Now this is past, is what I'm reading to you. So to sum it up, the meaning, this is past. Work within social cultural customs, organization, routines, formats, schedules, security transmission, or transmitting, sorry, teachings, inspiration, rites, and ceremonies, codifying spiritual insights, scholar pursuit of spiritual understanding. Okay, so that's the meaning. Prompt words are organization, structure, conformity, and mentor. Do you guys connect with that? All right, that's past. Current is the two of pentacles. I'm always pulling the pentacle cards, you guys. I swear, gosh, always pulling the pentacles. Patience, my child, patience. Here's the pentacles. He is the two of pentacles, ace. All right, basically what it is, this card shows a farmer balancing two pentacles, indicating his ability to balance finance as well as learn new skills as progression in his area of expertise creates a change in methods. As a card, a card, sorry, of practicing dexterity, this card indicates energy being directed with determination to accompany something for a job. Uh, financial or personal security, new approaches at work or promotion could require specialized in training, but the person has the ability to pick up these new skills with ease. Okay, it's a balancing of two jobs. Now, the meaning. Balancing finances, learning new skills, agile with finances, energy for attaining goals, next phase in work begins, Employment opportunities, learning stage passes quickly, weighing work choices or options for a business decision. Words, and the prompt words are uh, balancing finances, learning new skills. Again, it's a, it's a gentleman. He's holding two pinnacles. He's got a barn behind him. He's got a fox back there. And he's got like an herb and he's standing on a, on a path. That's grace, really grace uh, clouds behind him. All right. That was... Uh, Past, current, pulling the future. Six of Wands. I can't say I've ever, ever, ever pulled this card. I've never pulled the Six of Cards, Six of Wands, ever. Have I? No, I don't. A lot of times when I do these pulls, I put notes in the pages. Um, I've never pulled this one. Basically, this is a card for or sorry, this is a card of career victory and public acclaim. There may be an award, a certification, a trophy, or praise for a job well done that is, you know, involved. Sorry. Uh, this job could represent receiving a pay raise, a bonus, or a promotion for good results in achieving important goals in one careers or creative project. Um, basically what it is, you guys, it is a gentleman on a steed, He's got knights, uh, 
and he's got the, they say the peasants, the knights are looking at him, the peasants are behind him, they're all holding their, their wands, uh, and there's a bird, oh, there's always a bird on these um, cards, it looks like there's like flowers, but obviously this takes place in King Arthur era, so you gotta, you gotta, he's got the red velvet uh, jacket on, he's riding a beautiful white stallion, really fancy reins, um, and there's peasants in the background, gonna call them peasants, and in the front are the four knights. All right, oh, here we go. Red, it's poppies, okay. Red poppies for assertiveness, challenge, and support are the are in the victory wealth, a sparrow, symbol of dignity, assertiveness, loyalty, and manifestation, files, flies ahead of the rider. Neat. Meaning, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> the meaning is, a victory in your career or creative enterprise, public recognition, recognition, acclaim, a job well done, efforts rewarded, goals achieved after difficulties, acknowledgement, honors, advancement, successful, successful self-exploration, Career goals achieved, gained from one's own effort. Words of the prompt words are career victory, public acclaim. So, that's your future. Does any of these cards resonate with you? This page is turning. Can you resonate? Why say resonate? Can you resonate with any of these, uh, with this poll? So, I did uh, past, current, and future. Future can be anywhere from... I don't know, six months, you know, that kind of thing. Um, three to six months. People often say, well, how often should you get your tarot read? Excuse me. Some people are like, I don't want to say addicted to it, but they really, really uh, rely on these to uh, give them their future. Um, but again, it's just the guidelines, just a suggestion. Now, I will do, I'm going to do one card pull just for today. See how you guys do. I'm going to do a different type of pull. going to shuffle and if a card falls out that's the one I'll read to you guys or if it doesn't then that's fine too of course nothing falls out so I'm going to do the fan which I'm not good at this I see people online going like how do you get to I mean the the the, the cards are very glossy but I, I suck at doing that fan I'm fanning it out so my voice got a little distant there all right I will pull one card let's see if this resonates with you guys for today Oh boy, it's so many. Um, uh, let me do this card here. It's in the middle. It's right in the center. Uh, there we go. Okay, so the card I pulled was the Standing Stone. I've never seen this card either. Wow. Two cards I've never seen before, you guys. The Standing Stone. I don't even know what it is. Um, what is this? Standing Stone. Um... <laughs> oh, number 11, Standing Stone. Standing, see if this see if this uh, makes sense to you guys. Standing stones are symbols of authority, boundary markers, and monuments. As object of power and balance, unyielding and strong, blending earth and spirit energies. They once formed a meeting place where people, com- people in the community could decide issues and settle individual disputes before the gods. In the circle of the smaller stone, community council could sit in arbitration or discern justice, hearing evidence and rendering a decision. The tradition of engraving stone, obsoletes and tablets, with the laws of society relates to the power 
of the megalith and her symbolized concept of craft practice. The stone has been carved with a, oh God, I'm sorry, you guys, I can't pronounce some of these words, tricort symbol of the triple goddess, the scale upon which the face, the facts of a matter can be weighed for balance and impartial decision. The craft ethic of harm none uh, for fairness and compassion and the labyrinth signify the path one must follow to reach the heart of the matter and find truth. The path leading to the circle of the stone passes through the dark forest and yet the light of the truth shines through the trees to illuminate the stone and ensure the truth of the matter will be revealed. Oh, what do we got here? Oh, the meaning is actually kind of long on this one. Objectively impartial, trust your own decision. Fairness, balance, truth, virtue, honor, law, prevail in a legal matter. Equilibrium and an agent working in your behalf. Advice, consideration, conscience, impartially. <laughs> Equity, re re reward, verdict, retribution for aggression, harmony, and natural law. Uh, prompt words, objectivity, fairness, trust your own decision. Uh, basically, the look of this, I'll see if I can give a quick description. The shadowy forest shows the nature also a hand in justice for while there is law, there's also a law of returns, karma, retribution, achieved by the action of the others who carry out the decision to return the scales to balance. Um, basically what it is, they didn't get, it's a stone and it's surrounded by flowers and there's this, I think there's a spider there, it looks like. They always put it, uh, uh, some type of bird or insect and it's a stone, it's got the, the scales and then they show like almost like a Celtic uh, maze on it. And it's a uh, background is forest with the sun coming through. So there you go, guys. That's your card for today. Let me know what you think of this podcast and my uh, tarot poll. P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I gmail.com. Let me know if, you, if it makes sense to you. If you're like, holy shit. Oh, my God. That's me. That's what's going on in my life right now. P-A-T-T-Y-I-N-W-I gmail.com. Wisconsin messages of the supernatural. Thank you guys for taking about 35 minutes of your day. I thought this was a little different. I have, um, God, I've got, I don't know, three different other decks, but they're Oracle and Oracles are smaller. They're the, the cards are a little bit bigger usually. And there's less cards. Like a tarot is what? 75 or something like that. Oracle is, God, I don't know, 10 to 15. So some people like Oracle. Some people like tarot. I have either. So if you guys want me to do this again, next podcast, email me, p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-g-mail.com, put podcasts in the subject field, say, hey, I want you to do another another tarot, but use Oracle. I've got a Halloween one. I got some other ones. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to listen to this crazy ass, rod ass, rod, raw ass podcast. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Let me know if you want me to do another tarot poll. Um, I'd be more than happy to do it. I don't mind doing it. I don't do it enough. Uh, yeah, let me know what you think, okay? All right, you guys, everyone take care. Have a wonderful work week, vacation, retirement, whatever the hell it is you're doing. Have a good time, and this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.